okay. Gosh. Holy shit, is the king of cartoons here? What's what's going on? Uh, have you seen this on social media? I saw that uh, there's a big 90s throwback cocktail coming back. The uh, the uh, espresso daikini. <laughs> have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. What did I say? I meant martini, not daikini. I must have had another one of my mini I don't know what you're talking about. All right. You are great. Thank you, Willow. I appreciate that. You are crawling with brownies. <laughs> what? Hey, oh Angie and Jeff. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I got a movie in my head. You want to see it? Tell me what it is. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library. Hi! (laughs) Yes, hi, hello. Hello. Hello, and welcome to Cruel to Rewind. Welcome back. Welcome in. This, of course, is the world's greatest underground Chicago-based movie podcast as named in underground Chicago-based podcast magazine. Did you see that? Sure. They gave us... They 8, gave 8, us... 8,000 stars. 8,000 microphones. Wow. Yep. We're doing uh, pretty good. Of 10,000. So 80%. It's pretty good. We take turns showing each other favorite movies for the first time and possibly the last. Will today's movie be cool or cruel to rewind? You'll have to keep listening to find out. Today we're watching a very special listener pick, Willow, starring Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer. But first, Queen Bees, how are you? I'm great. I feel like it's been a long time it has. since we recorded because you so rudely recorded an episode without me, even though it's my show. But Can you just let me live my life and, and have some fun every now and again? Okay. Can you not? Can you just? She's got buttons. I got buttons. I have four whole buttons all to myself that I have control over. Let's. So, what else you got? I got. Uh, what? 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 And I have. I like it. <laughs> I have a feeling I won't be using this button a whole lot in this episode. I like it. I no. don't know. What else you got? No. Not Marty. Good. <laughs> You'll be using that one a lot. Yeah. Yes, uh, thank you again to uh, Spicy Pete and C2R Superfan Will for guest hosting on the bonus episode last time. That was a lot of fun, and the reaction has been uh, pretty good to that episode. I like how you say guest hosting, but like stealing my spotlight? uh, It depends on how you look at it. I'm I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, No one can replace Queen Bees. Come on, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Because you walk in a room... And immediately, I'm Angie. Everybody notices. <laughs> everybody notices. Angie, Angie, Angie. Yeah. Anyway, it's great to be with you. Happy Father's Day. If yeah. you're into that, if you got one of those, or if you are one, um, happy Juneteenth. Happy Pride Month. Happy everybody. June in is jam packed with celebrations. It certainly is. I'm glad Juneteenth is a federal holiday. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, let's say. We've done 
a lot of things and watched a lot of things since the last time we recorded because we actually it's been a few weeks yeah it's it's been a minute um i don't I don't like what I'm about to do. We have to ring the friends alarm. Yes. I don't like the friends alarm, but it's the only one we have. I like it. <laughs> What's that, Matt LeBlanc? I like it. Okay. Uh, let's let's do it. We were on a- <laughs> <laughs> It stinks. It's fine. Okay. So this is not timely news. The friends reunion has been out for almost a month now. Right. But we can't not. Um, but we can't not say something. Say something about it because it was a joy and a treat, and I had a great time watching it. So I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I had, I did have legit. Oh god, I, I don't want to say this. I had legit butterflies in my stomach when uh, who was first on the set? Uh, David first? Schwimmer. You see David Schwimmer first, and he's walking around the set. And I know it's a reality show. It's It's been framed and staged. But I got excited to see the rest of the Yeah, friends. it I gave... I got chills multiple times throughout. But, uh, I mean, it would, it's it's expected from me. So, for you to have it, too. I, th- I think that's just you being excited for me, too. You know how ha- excited I was. It's true. I mean, the, Friends came out... I was in, I think, seventh grade when it came out. I was starting to... You know, at that age, you're starting to think about how the opposite sex views you. I mean, if you're <laughs> if you're a cisgender privilege uh, white person like like myself, uh, you're starting to think about what the what your young life is going to turn into. You're watching these young, cool people in New York at a coffee shop mm-hmm. and, and you start to project yourself onto those people. Um, so it was a big deal at the time. Um, you have some notes here about the Friends reunion. What what? What are your thoughts? I'm sure you've seen the clips and the memes and everyone's opinion on different things that happened, but these are these were my favorite parts. So David Schwimmer talks about how much he hated working with the monkey who played Marcel. That was great. It was a really funny story. I mean, it's not that he doesn't like animals or anything like that, but just talking about the detail around having to work with an animal on a TV set and how it can be a little gross and it was a little annoying. Um, it was very, it was a really funny take. So I loved that because you kind of think like, what? I never really, I didn't really like the Marcel monkey t- uh, storyline a whole lot. No. I, I don't know, but I always wondered if it was kind of shitty and it was working with a monkey. Yeah. Two. Over the years, I've heard so many behind-the-scenes stories, and you see bloopers, and you've seen the cast on late-night talk show telling talk shows telling stories and stuff. But we got insight into a story that I've never heard before. So, like a brand new fact of in season three, Joey shows up for an episode in an arm sling. Oh yeah, and they don't really reference it. They reference it in the cold open, but Joey's like, you don't see it happening. So you obviously know it's something happened outside of the show and he's got like a broken arm or something, but you never know why. And you find out how he did that and he actually broke it or dislocated it or whatever, filming the episode before this episode. And it was just one of those like really detailed inside yeah. scoop facts that you've never heard before. I've never heard him tell this story before. I just thought it was 
that's what I wanted out of this. The I wanted to know. The story, in a nutshell, being that he dislocated his shoulder yeah. during a take, jumping to the love seat. Um, it, it's the episode where... Where no one's ready. Yeah. It's one of those episodes where it's in real time. So it's supposed to be like a short episode to film because they're in the uh, Monica and Rachel's apartment the entire time. Right. They get the take they need and they want him to do it one more time just like for good measure where he kind of jumps into the chair. And that last time is when he hurts his shoulder or arm. Have to shut down production. So it ends up taking longer because they have to film on different days now. It's just this whole big thing. Um, all for just a, a good measure take, and then mm-hmm. he's in an arm sling the next episode or two, and now we know why. Look at me! I'm Chandler! Could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> I want to come to the defense of Matthew Perry. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of chatter about how he's drunk in the interview, and he looks terrible, and his dentures are scary. <laughs> Maybe, the, oh, was that me? I think I said that. Um, but here's the bottom line. He's lived a cool life and done a lot of drugs and that messes you up after enough time. And so he's a little slurry (laughs) and not as quick and sharp as he used to be. His life is cooler than yours. So just shut up (laughs) and leave him alone. Interesting. Hot take. Okay. And my final thing. Oh, well, I guess I have two things. Um, Matt LeBlanc and Lisa Kudrow have aged the best. Yep. When they were doing the table reads, Lisa Kudrow's voice sounded I mean she looks great but then she also sounds exactly like Phoebe like her voice is still very like fresh and elastic or something I don't know Mm -hmm. um Matt LeBlanc looks like the the hot dad he's your girlfriend's dad in high school that's what that's he (laughs) just looks like you get back from a date and he's waiting up with a sandwich yeah maybe he's (laughs) you know leaning back in the chair arms crossed okay final thing is to find out that David Schwimmer and Jen Aniston actually had a crush on each other and their first kiss was Ross and Rachel's first kiss. I mean, it's like every friend's fan dream to find out that they were actually crushing in mm-hmm. real life and that some of that tension was real mm-hmm. is a magical friend's moment. I like it. It made me feel hot in my pants. Uh, what else? So, of course, we talked about classic sitcoms, uh, the Rolling Stone list of the 100 greatest sitcoms, which led us to revisit, not revisit, but visit for the first time some of these classic shows, uh, chief among them, Golden Girls, Cheers, and a little bit of Designing Women. Yeah, Designing Women was boring. It seems we're all for female empowerment, of course. Yeah. But this show was designed, it seems, to just generate applause breaks (laughs) and just empower, possibly empower too much. There's too much empowerment going on. (laughs) Don't get too powerful, ladies. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, And Golden Girls, by far, is our favorite of the three. I grew up watching it sometimes. It wasn't a go-to. So I've just seen random episodes here and there, but kind of sitting down and watching it. From, I, I think we're within season two now. Is, yeah. uh It's special. And I can't believe the laugh out loud moments <laughs> that we're getting out of this series. I'm busting a gut. I'm yeah. laughing my, my teats off. And I was thinking about why. Uh-huh. And it's because we live in a time of 
you know, breaking and being in on the joke and laughing at yourself. And on Golden Girls, you see B. Arthur just rock solid with some of these long stares after her, after like Rose says something stupid <laughs> or Blanche says something slutty. <laughs> B. Arthur just has these rock solid, her, her mouth doesn't move an inch. She's not smiling. She's not letting you know. She knows it's a joke. It's not meta. It's not breaking the fourth wall. She's just staring at Rose like she's an idiot, and it's hilarious. She's perfected the the death stare, the judgment stare, whatever. Is it, it is. resting bitch face? It kind of is. I don't like to. That's. I don't like that anymore. Okay, but she is a rock solid comedic performer. Yeah. And so is Estelle Getty. I mean, honestly. It's been so fun. But that that show makes us laugh out loud time and again. <laughs> Cheers. It It's fine. It's fine. I do like finding out... The, the backstory of, I, I feel like so many sitcom couples are compared to yes. Sam and Diane. You hear it referenced in movies and TV shows, whatever. So for me, it was kind of fun to see where that originated from because they kind of hate each other. Yeah. I mean, it's like a new girl, like Jess and Nick. Yep. That's totally. kind of a Sam and Diane thing. So it's it's nice to see where it originated, but I don't really find myself going back to Cheers. It's uh, yeah. it, It's fine. It's a set I want to hang out in for sure. I love the yeah. bar. Ted Danson is brilliant. Um, we we yeah. haven't gotten to the point where Woody Harrelson joins the cast. I think that's when it really right. I think we're congeals. in season two. I don't know when he shows up. Coach is is really funny. He's got some great moments. But um, <laughs> what else did we watch? Oh, the very brilliant uh, blind sighting, just surprise of the year. I did not expect to be as blown away as I was. Bo Burnham's inside oh wow what's that you know he he filmed it over the course of a year during the pandemic alone alone in his apartment you see his white jesus hair growing in real time as it goes from scene to scene and you see him have a mental breakdown on a couple of occasions but i've never been so simultaneously inspired and humbled by a special i I thought it was incredible I didn't know how musical he was. Neither did I. He is a musical genius and very gifted. I had no idea what I was about to watch. And it was, yeah, I was blown away. Wow. That's how I felt. That's how it left me feeling. He writes these songs that would be at home in a Broadway musical, for Mm -hmm. sure. Or club bangers as well. Yeah. Love it. And a song you'd see like in Sesame Street. Yes. Yeah, that's right. This is how that one. How the world works. Yeah, and he just turned 30, and that's maddening because he's brilliant and he's very wise. But anyway. Recommended. Recommended. Check it out. Cool. When he does the video game playthrough and you push a button to cry, (laughs) it's fucking hilarious. I love it. So that's what we've been watching. <laughs> Check it out today. Well, I don't know. So uh, we've had many types of adventures lately. Yeah, we actually went somewhere. We went on a plane. We went across on a, the country. A freaking airplane with wings on it. Wow. Ah! And it was it was the the dose of normalcy we needed. Yeah. We got the vax. We're waxed, and we're relaxed. 
at 30,000 feet. We flew to Seattle. Yeah. To see your family. Yeah, it was the best. It really, really was. The end. <laughs> no, our nephews live out there. Um, they live alone. They share an apartment. <laughs> Uh, just kidding. No, Tony lives out there. Tony. With his wife, Jess. And we love them. And we love our nephews, Mo, Sonny, and Kai. And mom and Mark. They're fine. <laughs> oh, you come on. It, your, your mom and stepdad gave us their master suite to stay in. And it was very lovely and very, uh, we had a wonderful time. You are the sweetest man. Yeah. It felt really fun to... Go see family, travel, and it was all done safely. And it was was comfortable. So things are getting back to normal. We went to a public pool yesterday. Oh, my God. That's a true sign that things are back to it. Because last year you would drive past the pool and it was just all empty, like in the middle of July, just like an empty big pool. is so sad to me. But... And when we say public pool, I know at first you're like, what's the big deal? It's just, it's full of pee. It's full of kid pee. And like, it can't be that great. The Oak Park, Illinois public pool. (laughs) It's magical. Is a wonder of the world. And it's one of the reasons why we didn't leave Oak Park when we had the chance. (laughs) Which sounds stupid, but you got to see this thing, man. Splish splash. I like it. Okay. (laughs) Next. Rapid fire speed round. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I've been cooking a bunch. I, I consider myself a culinary barbarian. Oh, wow. What's that? Blah, 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 blah. Tell me more about that. Because I I used to think I was a mad scientist, but that suggests that I know what I'm doing and like I'm creating recipes. I'm not. I'm following somebody else's recipe, but I'm just grabbing wildly in ingredients like tops are on, tops are off. Uh, measuring cups are all over the place. I'll take a picture of it mid cook. So you can see how hectic it is in the kitchen. There's shit everywhere. We have a really small kitchen too, so it makes it difficult to spread out. But it would look the exact same if we had a ton of counter space. I require the counter space of 10 people to feel uh, like I have room. We couldn't be more opposite in that way. When I, just this morning, I I made, I baked something and it, it... was multiple steps and multiple bowls, but I kind of clean as I go. I kind of do one step, put stuff away while something's chilling or ovens preheating, clean out the sink, start the next step. It's a process. I stay far away from the kitchen when you're in there making something because it it makes me very anxious. I know it does. And I see it in your face and I see you judging me and it makes me feel small. But the things you're making are like... Wondrous. Homemade General So's chicken, like start to finish the sauces. I mean, you're you're doing like these things that people have heard of and have probably eaten many times. Yeah. But you're just you're doing the recipe from scratch, start to finish at home. Yep. I don't want to do Chinese takeout anymore. No, we never. A will. because we've never really found a place around here that's that good. But it's since a- you. Since you've been making it, I no way. I, w- I only want it at home. It's never crispy from the takeout place. Yeah. And when you make it at home, you can just fry it up, toss it. Yeah. In- inspired, of course, by binging with Babish 
I watch him a lot on YouTube, but I've made General Tso's chicken, orange chicken, which was so involved. Um, spicy chicken sandwiches. Spicy chicken sandwiches. Imagine years of the years of the years of chicken. And I stumbled upon the the sauce that they dip the coconut prawns in at Bahama Breeze. I don't know if you know that <laughs> one, but it's a banger. Like I, I made it by accident. Um, what else? English muffins from scratch. Bagels. Bagels. You made um, McMuffins. We made from McMuffins scratch. for sure yeah. from McDonald's. Canadian and bacon and homemade English muffins, the Mac- whole thing. McDonald's McMurfins. I think I made chicken parmesan when we just forgot about it. Yeah. You've really perfected the chicken tender for yes. sure. Ooh, they got chicken fingers. I'm going to run a train on these chicken fingers. I'm just going to be like... Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, you, you did... Jeff did burritos with beans from dried beans. Yeah. The rice. Roasted tomatillos to make yeah. a tomatillo sauce just to dip it in. Like, what is this? Like... Magic. Nobody respects what I'm doing. Just kidding. So I'm, I'm, I'm really benefiting from... These adventures. I'm on my way around the kitchen. I'm the like, what can I make in the fridge that we have right now for like a quick healthy dinner on a Tuesday night? So I kind of handle that part of it. And then Jeff comes in and makes something. He's in the kitchen for five hours on a Sunday. Yeah. So we balance each other out because we got to eat every day. Yes. But we also don't want to just have the same kind of like healthy-ish things all the time. Right. So. You're you're able to improvise. I'm like the great NBA shooter who can't create his own shot or something. If we're going to talk. I, I don't know why I'm trying to make a sports metaphor, but that's where we're Whoa. at. <laughs> She's got buttons. <laughs> Watch out for the shot attack. Pizza Hut. That was a lot. What we've been watching, where we've been going, what we've been eating. Yeah. Holy shit. We, we we eat like a prince and a queen, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a quick note. We do we have voicemails from our very favorite C2R superfan, Will. But before we do that, we want to tell you that we have fully princified our brand. Marketing. We, we worked with a marketing firm on this. They were And they were very firm on the fact that we should switch the T.O., to two, to the number two everywhere. So on all our social media handles, on the website, the email address, everything has been updated to the number two. The TO has been replaced with the number two. And if you accidentally type in TO anywhere, you'll still get to us because it's we, we, we magic. I am sure. Yes. And when I say we hired a marketing firm, I mean I had an idea one day because I work in marketing. The backbone of capitalism. Without it, you'd be dead in two days. It was pretty sad that as two marketing and communications professionals, we had competing branding when we, you know, originally it was T.O. And then we updated the branding and we were like, two looks pretty badass. So it was about time to uh, streamline. It it when you look at it in print, it just pops. It just it has symmetry, and it's princeified in honor of our Lord Prince Rogers Nelson. Um, yeah, we had to do it. Yep. Shut up already, damn. It's it's one of those things that's been. It's what? No. 
I have spit it out. <laughs> it's one of those things. What did I have a mini stroke? I think I really did. It's one of those things that's been irking me, but in my ADHD brain, it just pops in and out. So, but this weekend we're just like, no, we're taking care of it. Boom, knock it out. The end. All right, let's hear from C2R Superfan Will. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Angie. Yes, hi, hello. C2R Superfan Will here. Uh, just calling, I wanted to say I'm about uh, three quarters of the way through the... Maybe more like seven-eighths of the way through the... Accuracy is important. ...latest episode, The Princess Bride... Oh, the one redo. he was on? Um, yeah. The I gotta say, I think you guys really hit it out of the park on that <laughs> one. Really good. Really liked it. Probably, wow. I want to say probably the best one so far. Um, wow. I just want to mention uh, that Pete called Indigo Indigo with a D in there a couple times. He did. I know it was an accident, but I think, was, I think we all need to point it out. Um <laughs> Because it was a pretty egregious error. He's upset about it too, so don't rub it in. Another thing I wanted to run past you. Okay, what do you got? Uh, I had an idea. It was we were talking about the remake option. If if, if anyone should remake Princess Bride, and I think I figured out what they need to do, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. They need to do a prequel and cover. Fezzik and Inigo's backstory. That's what they need to do. Get them, how did they get to where they were working together? You know, you got the whole six-figure man situation with Inigo and killing his father. Listening. And then, no! Oh, no. Oh. Fezzik, this, this whole thing. That was Queen Bee's Oh, I can see. What was he doing? What? There's something that they yell at him. What? What? About <laughs> how he picked him up. If it wasn't for me, you'd still be. I don't suppose he could have speed things up. Something. Anyway, maybe you guys remember what what they yelled at him. But um. What? What? What are you talking about? That's it. Just wanted to say, great, great podcast episode. Of course. Um, of course. I don't know what made it so different. I, it wasn't the man. I just want to be clear about that. Not that. Hmm. Huh. I don't know. Crazy. So Either way, keep it up. Great stuff. Thanks. Uh, see ya. It's almost like he's a comedian I, who uh, talks for a living and uh, is funny while he does it. Which one is Fezzik? Uh, uh, Andre the Giant. Oh, okay. I did it. Whoa. Yeah. Four white horses. Okay, well. I'll pass on. Don't, that doesn't bring you any cool. joy when I just said that. No! <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, I he had something else on his mind in his craw. Uh, C2R, superfan Will. God, that's such a mouthful. Will called back in is what I'm trying to say. Hey, Jeff. Hi. Hey, Angie. I just remembered. It's perfect. So you got the, the Indigo <laughs> backstory with the six-fingered man. Indigo, yes. Killing his father, and then... Fezzik, what Bazzini yells at him is, uh, you know, would you rather be where I found you, unemployed, in Greenland? Yes, Greenland. So, 
somehow he's in Greenland, um, living on the door. <laughs> That's really great. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Anyway, just wanted to hear what your thoughts were on that as a possible spinoff prequel. Wow. Okay, um, hope you're enjoying your day. Oh, this is C2R Superfan Will. <laughs> oh, thanks. In case you didn't know. What are your thoughts on the prequel idea? I have uh, no comment. Um, I think those things are better left to the imagination. I don't <laughs> want to see anyone try to play... Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to see anyone try to approximate Andre the Giant. Okay. I think it would be really upsetting and embarrassing for everyone involved. <laughs> but, um, but Will, you're a creative guy. I like where your head's at. I think you should write it. Draw it up by noon. <laughs> thanks for calling. If you'd like to call and leave a message, God, it's been so long. I can't remember the hotline number off the top of my head, which is why we made this. If you want to talk to us, just call. 929-456-0304. Wrong button. (laughs) Call today. I guarantee it. Shall we get into today's movie? Can we start the story now? (laughs) Yes, let's talk about another fantasy Wizards, wizards Wizards and and spells let's do it okay so (laughs) are you not excited (laughs) okay we have another listener pick and let's shout out one of your cousins yes by marriage adam this is one of his favorite movies we've watched it with him he is he is the ideal michigander totally he's a hockey playing Michigan State loving firefighting guy. <laughs> he doesn't fight fires, but he's involved in that process. I am Michigan. I am waves along an endless shore. I am Michigan. Where great lakes stretch forevermore. He jumped at the chance to recommend this as a listener pick very early on when we were collecting movies, so it took us a while to get to it, just to fit it in. So I'm very excited to share this movie today. But Willow debuted in 1988, was directed by Ron Howard and written by George Lucas. Willow is about a young farmer who's chosen to undertake a dangerous journey in order to protect a special baby from an evil queen. <laughs> Jesus. Special Let's, baby. Special baby. Let's uh, watch the trailer, I guess. Just a second. One moment, please. The omen is true. Where's the baby? My children found this baby alone by the river. This child is special. Baby will not destroy me. Find the child. Oh, I'm oh, Baby. Find the baby. To be her guardian. Me? You need a warrior for a job like this. I'm yeah. nobody. 
Hey, schnell weiter. George Lucas und Ron Howard bringen die epic adventure to oh, new oh, heights. Oh, oh. We need your help. For the first time ever on Blu-ray. Why does the sword make a punch noise? Fully restored in stunning high definition. The setting does look magical. With new bonus features, including deleted scenes and never-before-seen footage. Oh, so this is a re-release. The baby dies, all hope for the future is lost. Courage will own the legend like never before. A dragon looks like a penis. Your children will come to remember. Is you? Ow. Blu-ray. I don't have the funds for that. I can't afford that. <laughs> Physical media, what are you talking about? Jesus Christ, now I'm all worked up. Journey to the far corners of your imagination, to a land of myth and magic, where dream and reality live side by side, to a place that never existed. Well, why would I go there if it didn't exist? A time that never was. It is a world where a young man named Willow lives out an adventure that explodes ugh, beyond the boundaries of his own hopes and fears. Bad morning, <laughs> I have to use my four drops evenly throughout the episode. Do you okay. want to have a Mad Mardigan off? One, two, three. Mad Mardigan! Mad Mardigan! Mad Mardigan! <laughs> mad, 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 Okay, fun facts. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Rotten Tomatoes is 51, and audience is 79%, so... That checks out. Okay. That feels that feels right. Is this considered a cult classic, would you say? It might be creeping up on cult status. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it, it might be too... The people who like it, I feel like there's a lot of people who like it. Okay. I don't know that it can be considered a cult classic. Mm-hmm. I think the fan base is too big. Hmm. I could be wrong. Do you do you agree? Uh, let us know. Cruel to rewind at gmail.com or call in. When I was looking up things about this movie, the thing that stuck out the most that I <laughs> uncovered is uh-huh. that it was originally called Munchkins. Ugh. Ouch. Five years after he mentioned the idea, George Lucas was ready to make his film with Ron Howard directing and a then 17-year-old Warwick Davis as the lead. The original title was presumably inspired by the characters from The Wizard of Oz. Or some might say lifted or stolen (laughs) Um, or just copied. Munchkins, ouch. So, okay, so in the 70s, I think he came up with this idea. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, Warwick would have been eighteen at the time. I do love Warwick. What Davis. a name! Wow, it's a great name. Warwick, Warwick. sounds like warlock. <laughs> Warwick. I wish I was a warlock and had powers. Oh well. Um, so Munchkins, it, it's it's a better title than Tiptoes. <laughs> the upsetting Gary Oldman vehicle. I just oh I God. tell you what, that's upsetting. Oh my God. <laughs> we tried to we, I can't believe Amazon Prime is streaming that movie. Like all this like cancel whatnot and cancellation, correction, the desire to be on the right side, quote unquote, of history. Yes. And the fact that they haven't taken down a movie where Gary Oldman is 
like CGI'd to be a little person, a little person. is so. Um, I I have no words. Oh my god! It's it's yucky icky. I don't like it. Um, we we did a a, a curiosity watch. We yeah. we got like ten minutes into it and turned it off because oh we were upset. It's and so then we upsetting. held each other. We held each other because we were upset. <laughs> um, but yeah, Munchkins superior name to Tiptoes. That's all I can say. Okay. Can't pause. I've got my contact is like. Cool. God, I have a great voice. Voice of an archangel. Queen Bees is fixing her contact, so um, it's just it's just me here uh, talking to you. And I hope you're having a great time so far. Let's play some drops. That's those are fun. That's what I'm talking about. So I actually have at least one very strong memory of this film from back when it came out. I think I saw it in the theater. I would have been six. And I think my dad took me to see it. There was There's a string of very powerful memories of going to the movies with my dad. Don't you love it? I did. I did love it. Um, Richard Mazur, my my foster dad. Um, so, yeah, I think he took me to see this. And there is a scene where a troll becomes a dragon and like his skin is ripped off. And th- what you see underneath is this really gross meatball texture as he transforms into this giant dragon. Gross. And I got freaked out. And I think I would like lean into my dad and like cover my eyes. There were a couple of movies like that. Ghostbusters 2 freaked <laughs> me out. With Vigo, like Vigo, when he grabs the baby with his big arm, he, his arm stretches out and steals the baby. It's really freaky. Why are my drippings with goo? And then uh, 89 Batman. Okay. Very powerful memories of seeing that with my dad, which we've talked about. I didn't ask. So this is, this is part of a trio of movies I remember clearly seeing with my dad. And... Uh, so there's a fondness here. We're going to see if it holds up, you know, that fondness could melt away mm-hmm. depending on how this goes. I did not see this movie with my dad. So there's going to be no fondness or a f- warm, fuzzy moment at all. So okay. we'll see what happens. Cool. Well, <laughs> thanks for sucking the fun out of the room. Uh, I guess we should watch it. Yeah. I mean, the first time I, I just remember watching it with, with our cousins, Taryn Adam. Yeah a few years ago when they were visiting Chicago. I, was it was it before your brother's wedding? Tony. Yeah, because they stayed with us cuz Tony got married in Chicago, so they stayed with us Chicago for a night or two. And this got brought up for some reason and we put it on. I I don't think we watched the whole thing. I don't quite remember all of it, but watching this type of movie with someone who just absolutely adores it. Yeah. Adam is very fun. Yes. So I do have a, a fun memory of just like watching a weird movie. So you do have a fun memory. Yeah, I guess I do. You are great. <laughs> doesn't, Bad morning, doesn't quite apply, but 
But. Uh, yes, it was a great, it was very uh, fun pre-gaming, quote unquote, sort of situation. I, Having a beer, watching a fantasy movie, goofing on it. That was great. I do not remember anything about the movie. I just remember like the setting, like where we were, you know, who I was with, of course. So I that yeah. leads me to believe I just didn't understand it. So I have no memory of like the actual movie in our in our nightmare apartment where we lived above a a crazy shut in and below the fattest people I've ever seen. Sorry. (laughs) I'm not taking that out. (laughs) These people dropped both. I know. I know you're living in an apartment. You got to get used to noise. I've never heard people walk so loud in my entire life. I've never heard such stomping and like the sound of bowling balls being dropped (laughs) at 6 a.m. Oh, and a dog that barked and jumped all the time. So, like, is that on us to get used to the dog or them to like have self awareness and realize that you have an animal living in a block of people wall to wall? Jeff's getting worked up. I'm getting worked up. Let's go put the movie on. Let's go watch Willow. Bring me a dead nursemaid. Sorsha, you're useless. I'm backtracking the nursemaid's trail. I'll find where she hid the baby. The baby? Ah, General Kale at last. My queen, I have destroyed the castle of Galadorn. Oh, thank you. Well done. I appreciate that. I have another task for you. It's only a model. Help my daughter to find that tiny, helpless baby that continues somehow to elude her. Ah. The the prophecy. Sorry. The one that will destroy you. I need that baby alive. I must perform the ritual that will exile the child's spirit into oblivion. Find her. I don't need his help, mother. You'll do as I say, child. It's like eighth grade level fantasy writing. Like destroy. Everyone's going to destroy everyone. <laughs> the baby will destroy you after I destroy the castle. Bern, Drew, Bordak, Belenoct. That's magic. Smells terrible. It's the life spark. Forms after. Well, it stinks. This whole thing stinks. Ignore him, Willow. He's a fool. If only I had a sword. (sighs) If only you quit talking about it. If only I had a sword. Sean Khan. (laughs) If only I had a sword. This whole thing stinks. This whole thing stinks. This whole thing stinks. <laughs> yep, you nailed it. Mad Mardigan. Mad Mardigan. Let's do it again. Three, two, one. Mad Mardigan. <laughs> we both got buttons. Wow, so we watched it. Yep. We watched Willow from 1988, directed by Ron Howard and starring Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer. Why are you talking like that? This whole thing stinks. This whole thing stinks. This whole thing stinks. He did have more personality than (laughs) Batman. Huh? So that's something. Oh, yeah. I agree. Just realized. He should have been the best Batman. I mean, on paper, (laughs) man, oh, man, oh, man. I know we've talked about this at length. Batman Mm. thought he was bad. He was a fucking asshole in the first place. That signal is not a beeper. Jeepers creepers. Okay, where do you want to start? Well, well. So I got excited when I saw the Lucasfilm symbol pop 
pop up. Like you get you get goosebumps. You start thinking about Star Wars, at least the good ones. Um, and George Lucas knows his way around a story. He really does. He did. He wrote the story. Bob Dolman wrote the screenplay. And all I'm going to say is, it's hard to invent a whole world mm-hmm. that's believable. Like you only get a few J.R. Tolkien's or Frank Herbert's in a century, you know. And you got to invent words and and hint at a language and a culture and a whole universe. Was this a book? No. Okay. It was a story that George Lucas came up with. Oh, okay. Which was passed off to a screenwriter who wrote several drafts. Okay. And this is what I got. I feel like when you have things like this where you're inventing a whole entire world, you need a book because it takes that long to like introduce a language and a what point. you call people and all of that. And there, and then you take that book and then you kind of drill it down to a 90 yeah. minute to 120 minute movie. Yeah. So you can pick out the things, but yeah, maybe that's, there's just a lot to introduce. That's a great point. Like J.R. Tolkien, he's, he's creating alphabets and languages and like synthesizing an allegory for World War One, and it's just this incredibly rich world. And George Lucas is calling people Daikinis, which I don't like. And brownies. <laughs> brownies. Like ruining a per- perfectly delicious treat that <laughs> literally everyone loves, and it's a put down. They're these tiny little people. They're like the Lillip- Lilliputs in Gulliver's Travels. The, they're so Nelwins are little people. Is that the, is that okay to say? I hope. Warwick Davis plays a Nelwyn. But there's a smaller person out there. And they're called brownies. And I don't like it. Starring it's, Kevin P- P- Pollock. Yeah, Kevin Pollock is a brownie. <laughs> which is a dumb sentence. And they sound like... The brownies sound like uh, John Cleese uh, as the French knight in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I stole the baby from you, Daikini, while you were taking a pee-pee. Cover your face! Why do you think I have this outrageous accent? They sound like how they changed the voices in Elf. (laughs) You know, like they put the effect on their Elf voice. (laughs) You're not a cotton-headed ninny muggins. (laughs) There's a little bit of auto-tune in there. I stole the baby from you, Daikini, while you were taking a pee-pee. Cover your face! Like uh, like Hulk and Ragnarok. (laughs) Forsty! My only point was before is that it's, it's... Real touch and go when you're creating words out of nothing. Yeah. What are your overarching thoughts? Well, to borrow a phrase from Dr. John Dorian of Scrubs, Willow feels like it's pedaling a bike through hummus. Oh, no. I was so bored. It 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 was so slow. You were really bored. The It was the longest two hours of my life, and we broke it up into two chunks. We watched this in one hour installments and i thought i was going to die i'm glad you mentioned that because there was a point where we thought is this the first movie we're not going to be able to get through (laughs) like are we just going to watch the first hour and comment on that because it almost happened yeah it i don't know i don't know what my deal was it was not hitting the sweet spot that i thought it would hit i knew i shouldn't have trusted you i mean this is an action movie and all the action was again like pedaling a bike through hummus it was just 
slow and like poorly coordinated and not believable. I know it's a fantasy movie, but I still want to feel excited when there's action scenes, but it felt just very slow and it was really hard to hold my attention because I was just kind of like lean forward, like, okay, like catch him or do that. I don't know. It was, it was, it was a tough watch. I'm glad you brought that up because we're living in a world where, you know, Chris Evans and who plays the winter soldier, the man of your dreams, uh, Sebastian Stan, Sebastian Stan. God, I want to lick your skin off. We got Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan, like, learning Krav Maga and flipping knives around and like doing flying knee attacks. They're really doing that. And the action editing, you know, we're in a post Jason Bourne world where Mm -hmm. the editing's tight and everything's quick and everyone looks like a master martial artist. So to have these wide shots of Val Kilmer, like looping around with the sword it's kind of like the sword fight in Princess Bride, where I'm sure it was difficult to choreograph, but yeah. it just doesn't look impressive today. No, it, it's it's all so. It feels like the whole movie was slowed down. I feel like we could have just like <laughs> turned up the dial and made this movie like a, a tight ninety minutes. Yeah. Yes. Just to like make it go faster. I like think everything you're right. was slow. This whole thing stinks. I'll be around long after you're dead. Take it easy. When I get out of here, I'm gonna cut your head off and stick it on a pig pole. Val Kilmer. Uh, not happy with our comments. Just, just relax. The scene that sticks out, a, a couple scenes that stick out the most when that I was actually like paying attention to because it was really difficult to like stay on it. But Val Kil- Kilmore is trying to capture the daughter, Sh- Sh- Sorsha. Sorsha. Yeah. And she's like coming down into this like dungeon room and he's kind of around the corner hiding and he kind of like steps out to grab her and it's like, okay, left foot step, (laughs) swing the arm around and grab her (laughs) and then take her, my other hand and put it on her shoulder. Like just, that's what I'm talking about. And then when they're on the horse riding away and he's, you know, he has, he's captured her at this point and then they stop and they have this little kind of, fight the fact that val kilmer can't grab onto her and hold on to her is so like not believable and they kind of fumble around and she runs away it's just it's plotting it's uh it's lumbering it it it, it's like being kidnapped by frankenstein's monster (laughs) arm other arm step step got you (laughs) got it i get it i get it so that that's my overall thing it just I think to your point about creating this whole world for the first time, I think it was a lot to to put into just a movie. I mean, half the time I was like, wait, what's that term? Who is he talking about? Why is a brownie a bad thing? Like Brownies. It, yeah. Why are they brownies? I don't know. By the way, Mad Mardigan, I think, is a great fantasy name, actually, if I'm being honest. The Mad Edim- Mardigan! <laughs> well, I'm glad you liked it because I think this was like... 75% of the dialogue was Willow saying, just like yelling. <laughs> like every scene he kind of turns and is like, and then would pan over to show the baby reacting to what's happening because a baby can do that. Baby is way too expressive. That baby 
was mugging all day long and I don't care for it. Like we have to see the baby raise one eyebrow. I mean, good for that baby. Very expressive. It was probably, they probably had to put a camera on this baby and wait for it to like yeah. wake up from a nap like and hours. poop eight times to like get all these different faces it was making and then splice it in. Oh, poor baby. It's like a baby in a diaper. And I'm thinking of Elf again. Remember when they're writing the children's book and uh, Miles Finch says the tomatoes are no good. They're too vulnerable. It makes kids feel vulnerable. The baby <laughs> in this movie and the idea of corralling pregnant women and imprisoning them made me feel so weird as a kid. <laughs> I hated it. It made me feel weird. It makes me feel unsafe. I mean, it's a powerful, you know, story element. But as a kid, I was like, it's it's unsafe. I don't uh. like it. The baby's in danger. <laughs> I was six. Come on. So I love an odd couple. Yeah. Storyline. And that's, I think, what Willow and Mad Mardigan were supposed to be. But I don't know. I I didn't think they gelled that great mm-hmm. together. Yeah. That's fair. I get what they were going for, though. You know, Goodspeed and Mason, they're not. That's our favorite odd couple for sure from The Rock. Mason! You all right? Yes, perfectly okay, you fucking idiot. Um, I, I do like Val Kilmer's performance in this. Like, it's kind of sweet when he becomes fatherly towards the baby. Mm-hmm. I think he's got charm for days. I will say that like that it's a real trope in movies like this, like the adventurer who doesn't appreciate the danger he's in at any time. Like he's just completely nonplussed and like he's like making quips mm-hmm. while the world around him is burning down. Like that's kind of cheesy, but anyway. It's an interesting perspective. Yeah, I think he was I think he had way uh, it was like a night and day performance between this and Batman. With yeah. charisma and personality. I mean, I don't, I can't think of anything else I've seen Val Kilmer in. So. Right. I liked this better for him in that, in that sense. Yeah. Oh, we got, we're going to watch Tombstone for sure. <laughs> he, that's his, he should have won there, an Oscar for that. Had to have been something else I've seen him in. I can't think of it now, but. I was so high on Val Kilmer's performance. I think if you take Val Kilmer and industrial light and magic effects out of this movie, you have a borderline MST caliber film. <laughs> like Billy Barty is in this as the as the the head wizard in the beginning of the movie. Like it's 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 real fodder for Mystery Science Theater to make fun of. Like there's a couple of fantasy movies they do, Deathstalker and the Warriors from Hell and Quest of the Delta Knights that are close to Willow in like their tone and story. Um, like this is a few steps away from being a B movie, I think. (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. Look, I love to laugh and we're having fun, but please. I liked the setting of the movie. I thought it was very beautiful. Yes. And it was shot in Wales and New Zealand. So that makes sense. It was beautiful. Yeah. I think a little bit of England as well. Hertfordshire or something. Yes. Something. I don't know how to say that. Yeah. Interior footage took place. Herb Ertlinger. In Herb Ertlinger, England. Herb Ertlinger's Fruit Wines. Yep. England. Herb Ertlinger. Bert Herngeif. Irv Herblinger. Bing. Live Hanger. Live Link. Bert Herkern. 
And, you know, again, back to the, the linguistic aspects, it's like a 50-50 shot that your made-up word is going to sound cool. Mad Mardigan, cool. Daikini, I don't like it. Mm-mm. Nelwyn, that checks out. Burglecut, who God. gets pooped on by a bird. <laughs> Burglecut reminds me of Jar Jar Binks, like as far as a, a made-up name that a Jar Jar just Binks. bums me out. It's a character that nobody liked from the Star Wars prequels. Mm. Um, I think he was so hated that they had to write in that he was killed. <laughs> <laughs> like off screen. He's a called Jar Jar Binks. Oh, no! He died. He, he's, he's a dead now. Like uh, Poochie from The Simpsons. He died on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> But uh, it just leaves a Nikki taste in the mouth. But I, I don't know. I feel like we just nailed it. <laughs> I know I shouldn't have trusted you. Sorry, Warwick. I know we let you down. I don't love her. She kicked me in the face. Don't talk about my wife like that. Overall, I have better memories from watching this movie with our cousins where I didn't remember anything from the actual movie, but the fact that we were hanging out having some fun, putting a movie on. Yeah. And I, I'd like to go back to that memory. Yes. Moving forward. Yes. <laughs> I was so bored. Oh, my God. I know. You were bored. And I see. Uh, and I'm so glad that we did finish it because I don't I don't want us to be quitters. No. Hell no. Like, I understand we're not going to like movies, but I want to finish the movie and have a full. Yeah. It was confirmed. The second half confirmed, okay, this movie is boring, but we still had some fun kind of laughing at different parts of it. We did. It was, a, it was the second half was better than the first half. I agree. And, and I'm such an empath. I'm wondering if I felt your boredom and that influenced my experience. That's a tough one. Mm. If I was watching this alone, would it have altered my experience? I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll never know. There's no way of knowing. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. So uh, we've come to it. I think our take on the film is sterling and airtight, <laughs> as always. So I'm gonna we're we're gonna take turns here. Okay. I'm gonna ask you first mm-hmm. the question that everyone's waiting to hear. On three, would it be cool or cruel? To rewind Willow. Three, two, one. Cool. Ah! Hard pass from Queen Bees for Willow. Toilet flush? No. No toilet flush. No. No toilet flush. Okay. Queen Bees says cruel. If you were to give me a would you rather, would you rather watch Willow or The Princess Bride? That's interesting. I think I would watch The Princess Bride over this. Yeah, right. The comedy holds up. I was not as bored, even though I didn't really like get it all. I was not this bored. You actively hated it. You went out of your way to hate it. Yes. And I'm still upset. Interesting. So, Jeff, it's your turn now. Yes. Would it be cool or cruel to rewind Willow? 
three, two, one. I gotta say it's cool. Honey, <laughs> I'm so happy. If I have any inkling to watch the film again, mm-hmm. I have to say that it's cool. Yep, like that's I want, fair. I want to be sure that I wasn't just picking up on your boredom mm-hmm. and assuming it and putting it on like an old bathrobe. Because my memories are so strong and so positive of this movie. Oh yeah, I just have to. I'll have to watch it again and be sh- and and make sure and. I enjoyed Val Kilmer and the special effects. They're cheesy now, Mm -hmm. but I thought they were pretty cool as like a time capsule of late 80s technology. Yeah. The big dragon with the really gross looking two heads. I was I was impressed. The morphine of that old lady who was like a goat or something. Yes. That was like the first time that had ever been done before so there are some things that like were you know new for the time and groundbreaking so that's pretty cool the the cgi morphing they beat the michael jackson black or white video to the punch and for that they should be congratulated all right well we nailed it there's no other way to put it so since we disagreed yes um should i have my lawyer call your lawyer and get the divorce papers going or yes okay I think everybody saw this coming. Um, you know, not even Ross and Rachel uh, could make it. Oh, wait, no, they end up together, don't they? Yes, they do. Well, we're like Ross and Rachel, where we're going to find each other again in the end and forgive each other for this uh, for this divide. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Suppose you've got to spit things up. Okay. <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> oh, my God. It's noon. We haven't eaten today. Do you agree with what we said? Did we miss anything? Is there anything you'd like to add? Send us an email at cruel2rewind at gmail.com. And again, that is the number two, not T-O, cruel2rewind at gmail.com. Leave us a message at 929-456-0304. Today, call us. Leave a message. You could be the next superfan, Will. <laughs> Rate us on iTunes. Come on, if you want. Hey, if you want. If you want. Yeah, if uh, not only rate us, but write a review. I think those help. We need to try to make a name for ourselves and get a little bit more traction. So maybe if you write a really short review, that would be very nice. If you write a review, um, maybe I could make you a cruelty wine or an It's Fun bracelet and send it to you. The bracelets are really cool. I'm wearing one now. Um, you know, I'm not just a member, or no, I'm not just the president. I'm a member. I'm wearing it right now. It looks awesome. I bet. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cruel to Rewind, and that is again the number two. If you're already following us, it's already updated, and you don't have to do a thing. You don't gotta do nothing. And then our website, Cruel to Number Two Rewind dot com. We have been princified, or some would say MC Hammerfied fully. Number two. What's up next, Queen Bees? What do you got? I am so excited for this movie. It is a movie that did not come out in the summertime, but it takes place in the summer. So I thought it would be great for our Cruel to Rewind Summer series. So we're. Cruel Summer. So we're going to watch My Girl. Cool. I've never seen it. 
Um, it it's one of the most hyped, probably one of the most hyped movie scenes I've never seen. <laughs> yeah. In terms of bees. Oh no! Not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be the saddest movie we've done in the show. I so, think so just to warn you a little bit, but I it it's a must see. So. And as we all know, I'm very sensitive. I get worked up. I may cry in the air. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> all right, folks. We nailed it. Bad morning, good. And you were there the whole time to witness it. <laughs> so keep taking your vitamins. Uh, work out twice a day. Sean Khan was star. Remember, Sean Khan was star. Never forget that. Yeah. Always try your best. (laughs) Stay cruel out there. And happy rewinding. Fart ass. It's fun. It's it's fun. It's 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 fun. Bad morning, good. 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 Bad I'm going to go lay down. Totally radical! Fabuloso! We love you! We love you! Thank you! (laughs) All right, all right! Thank you!